Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now let's meet tonight's panel. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy game I show guess. answering Hello. questions and questioning answers. For you guys, uh, some hot, hot panelists. Ooh. Oh. I'm, sit- I'm sitting side saddle. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, so tonight's uh, theme, of course, is going to be the Golden Girls. So let's uh, give it up for the Golden Girls. So let's uh, go ahead and get started with uh, our team names, and let's meet uh, uh, our team to my left. Well, Spencer, uh, we are team... Two broke girls, a guy, and three's company with a baby. <laughs> Freak. Did you okay. like it? Did you like it? Say it one more time. Two broke girls. Two broke girls, a guy, and three's company with a baby. <laughs> okay. That sucks. Um, <laughs> let's meet our, our players, uh, starting with the, uh, the, the man closest to me. Oh, my name's Connor Doyle, and you may know me from such hits as... Stop looking at me. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I he's making direct that. eye contact with yeah. you. Well, you'll never find out what hits you know me from. I don't. <laughs> okay, and to Connor's left. My name is Liz Anderson. I'm making an appropriate amount of eye contact with the audience. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Uh, and I'm on podcasts. Perfect. And, and finally, to Liz's left. Uh, my name is Aaron Sweeney, and I am looking straight at my own hands. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and just to recap, that was two broke girls, a guy, and three's company with a baby. And yep. a pizza place. And a That's pizza awesome. place. You cannot add on addendums. <laughs> uh, we'll add an addendum every time you, we goddamn well want to, Spencer. Okay. You're going to lose a lot of points that way. Let's meet the, uh, let's meet the team to my right. Hello, uh, our name is... And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest grift would be from me, and the card attached would say, thank you for being a foe. Our team name looks a lot better, doesn't it? (laughs) We're not not, looking so bad now. I'm not, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, the team that I left, you guys just got 10 points. Yeah, that team name ain't fitting in the tweet for this podcast episode. But That's you know what? Sure. We committed to it. So thank you for being a foe. Let's uh, let's leave it at that for now. Um, and let's meet our uh, our player starting with the far right. Uh, my name is Sammy Tamimi. I'm an improviser around Chicago, and I like to think of myself in this cast as the cute one. <laughs> okay, and so the cute one's left. I am Johnny O'Mara. I am an improviser. I'm on all of Liz's podcasts. And uh, I, th- I guess I'm the father figure. Put your the tiny hand in mine. And uh, to the father's left mm-hmm. is the son. But uh, in this case... It's his wife, <laughs> Jessica Dubois-Maz. And I guess I'd be the sexy granny. <laughs> oh. What other kind of granny is there? Whoa. Now, let's uh, go ahead and give my, uh, my first question to Two Broke Girls, a guy, and uh, all the other stuff. The Golden Girls was a hit TV show about four retirees living together in Miami. The Golden Child is an insane movie about magical toddlers and psychic snake ladies. This Eddie Murphy vehicle is considered a cult classic, even if Rotten Tomatoes only rates it at 26%. 
When it debuted, it received mixed reviews. One of the nicest reviews was from Roger Ebert, who said, it's funnier, more assured, and more tailored to Murphy than Beverly Hills Cop, and it shows a side of his comic persona that I don't think has been much appreciated, his essential underlying sweetness. So nice. But another critic was not so kind, stating, no matter how I feel about The Golden Child, which is a piece of shit, the movie made more than $100 million, so who am I to say it sucks? So that's your question. Who was this person to say that The Golden Child sucks? All right, uh, two broke girls, a guy in a pizza shop. Who was this person that claimed this movie sucks so bad? Uh, Spencer, we know that to be Eddie Murphy himself. Eddie Murphy. Well, so you're saying, Aaron, that uh, Eddie Murphy shit on his own movie. Uh huh. Yeah. If it's bad, it's bad. And let, let's, okay, wait, we, I, I want to follow up on that. Okay. If it's bad, it's bad. So let's talk a little bit more about Eddie Murphy's uh, oeuvre. So, like, <laughs> sure. like, like, for example, uh, there's other movies he's done that are bad, like The Clumps. What did he say about The Clumps? I think he knows. <laughs> I think yeah. Eddie Murphy is very self-aware Does about the direction really his career is taking. Does this out of in. Eddie Murphy's wheelhouse for no. you? Like, this is to, to, this tur- is to turn on his own movie. This is in the Murph zone, man. The Murph zone. Yeah, this is, this when is, was this coined? This is like peak Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. This is peak Murph. <laughs> this is the Murph zone. Well, I would like to hear what would he say about Meet the Clumps or Meet the Clumps too? Well, that it made money yeah, and enough to make a second one. But that he loved but that paycheck. Here's the thing: it would take us a while to answer that because he'd have to say it as every single character from that whole movie. <laughs> Connor, have you seen those films? I have seen it. I've seen it. Yes. Okay. And uh, can I make eye contact with you? Well, no. Your question. Okay. Do not look at her in her eyes. Yeah. I, have, I had a, a sleepover at my friend's house once when I was younger, and we watched the movie Holy Man. I'm not familiar. It's uh, Eddie Murphy and I believe Eric McCormick. Oh my God. And it's not great. <laughs> should, should, should I know who Eric McCormick is or would I just know him from he's, this movie? He's Will. I'm from sorry? Of And Grace. <laughs> of course. Use his last name from now on, please. Will and Grace. Uh, do we think they're telling the truth? Eddie Murphy is just the critic? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. But I'd like to give them props for uh, self-assurance on that. Uh, yeah, Aaron's sure. staring me down. She made n- eye contact with no one else but me and is just angrily staring me down. Why right does now. everyone in this game have a problem with eye contact? <laughs> a lot of, a lot this of eye is contact. a nice thing to do is yeah. to make eye contact with someone when you're speaking you, with them. Not when you're licking your, your lips <laughs> for the podcast audience. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of alpha wolves trying to establish dominance. We'll Especially, see who wins. Can you post a picture of me with this episode so while everyone's listening to it, they can just make eye contact with me? <laughs> I, I like can, polite southern boys who went to continue. Like I did, I will consider. Oh, I went to Cotillion. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what do we think the real answer is? If it's not Eddie Murphy, we, we have an impression ready to go of who actually said this. <laughs> I really hope it's not Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I really hope it is. <laughs> I can't do a Gene Shalit impression. <laughs> oh. This movie sucks. <laughs> uh, well, funny enough, it actually was Eddie Murphy. Oh! That's right. Yeah. How unlikely. He, he, claim, he claims he, he was suckered into the part because uh, the pitch was, uh, it sounded good, but it wasn't actually what the movie was about. He thought he was going to be in the Garfield movie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 
also the because you did the thing. I get that. That's right. Yeah, the the previous screenwriter only had one uh, one other credit at that point. Uh, The 1985 turkey, just one of the guys. And his name was Steven Spalberg. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Connor, I just want to let you know I saw this movie in the theater. Very disappointed, young Sammy. (laughs) Oh, that's sad. When was how much did it it cost? A nickel. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think I am? Made of money? (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you for being a foe. This question is for you. Okay, we'll take it. <laughs> Very generous of you. B. Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, and Estelle Getty played women of the Golden Girls for seven seasons. They remained friends long after the show's finale, except for two. Oh. Though they got along professionally, Betty White and B. Arthur never really clicked as friends. After B. Arthur's death, <laughs> Betty White said, quote, We had a shared mutual respect for each other. I think my perky, positive demeanor irritated B. <laughs> It never got to verbal abuse or physicals for the Golden Girls, but it was close on another TV show. What two actors from another iconic quartet had trouble getting along on set? Thank you for being a foe. What do we think? What two actors from another iconic quartet had trouble getting along on the set? Uh, this is kind of a double answer for uh, the I Love Lucy show. First of all, uh, Ethel and her husband Fred, they literally hated each other on set. They could not get along. And the second thing was there was tension between Ethel and Lucy because Ethel was younger than Lucille Ball, but Lucille Ball made her dress frumpier and uh, look older on the show. So can I clarify your answer? So the answer to what two actors from another iconic quartet had trouble getting along on set was three actors? <laughs> well, there was, it's double. It, it was just like a, a great bonus. It's two and two. I think that if this were the SAT, you would probably... Get extra points. No, you no, 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 no. We got sixteen oh five. You don't get extra Out points of 24. if you write. If the you write, took it the year it was twenty four hundred. All right, let's let's do it. Let's throw down. Let's hear some ACTs and SATs right now. Let's oh, you want to hear you want to hear SAT yeah. scores? You did yeah. both. My, I I I did the ACTs. Why? Because I was a Midwest boy and SATs really weren't a, I took, a thing. I took both. Had they not invented them yet? <laughs> oh, Aaron staring me down with that. Uh, I got a twenty eight. Oh, I got a thirty three. Mother. On the SATs? <laughs> I, he didn't even get his name right. I, I spelled my name wrong, yeah. And Spencer, what's your degree in? Oh, no, I dropped out of college twice. <laughs> Dude, that, that cancels out. That, you, you graduated from college. <laughs> if you drop out twice. Yeah. Do we have any further questions about... Uh, about yeah, I'm going to hear their SATs. I, would, I will tell you my SAT. Okay, I think there's my no SAT- way for this to come out. I, I'm gonna, I could tell you, but I'll sound like an asshole if I tell you. Ooh, oh, oh, too late. Too I'll late. Tell my, I'll okay. tell How big first? is your penis? I, <laughs> I think, my penis is very big. So I, th- I think I got a 13 I can barely ten. get my jeans 13 on. I think I got a 13 <laughs> time. Okay. I, I got a... I got a twenty-two sixty. Look at how much oh, I can I don't piss. Know, I don't know what I got. Wow! Yeah. I didn't take that. I didn't, I didn't take that. that. I, I love to piss. So the way you do it is you subtract eight hundred yeah. from that, and that's what it is based on the sixty. Do the math, take smart that. ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prove it. Uh, do we think that's on the truth? No. I don't know the math. No. No. What did you say? Yours thirteen sixty. It seems like we're having three different conversations during my <laughs> game show. <laughs> So let's rein it in a little bit. And uh, so do we think the answer is this, uh, I love Lucy? Uh, they said, no. No. So, uh, three people. I got a 2190 when I went and hung over and forgot the SAT was the next day. Ooh. And uh, got three hours of sleep before. So I actually feel pretty solid with that. And we think that the answer is sex in the city. And specifically, the two actors. 
are Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. You know, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Before you answer this, it, this Johnny is such has a cell open, phone. That's cheating. I'm, no, I'm doing the Johnny math. Did <laughs> <laughs> this is such an open-ended answer that it actually could probably work for multiple shows. Maybe, maybe so, but you were actually right, Sammy. What? Oh. Oh. He was kind of right. Uh, William Frawley and Vivian Vance had great chemistry as Fred and Ethel Mertz, but when the cameras weren't rolling during I Love Lucy, they rarely spoke. Um, so Hollywood lore has it that when William died, a reporter asked Vivian about her thoughts on her TV husband's passing away, and her response, good. Yeah! <laughs> that yes, rules yes, so yes. hard. It does rule. And you were also right about, um, she, she, uh, re- she didn't like that. Uh, Lucy. Her, well, her onstage husband was 25 years older than her, so she was like, what the hell? Like, That's fucked up. Yeah, it was a little bit. All right, two broke girls, a guy, and a Three's Company baby. Uh-huh. Uh, Three's Company baby. <laughs> some, some fans of the series are surprised to learn that B. Arthur served in the Marines during World War II. What? That's right. Yeah. She was a I truck driver surprised. and a typist, uh, and she eventually attained the rank of staff sergeant. Oh, but when yeah. she, wasn't, uh, uh, she wasn't the only successful woman with a distinguished military career to star in a TV series. TV chef Julia Child joined the Office of Strategic Services, uh, which was the predecessor to the CIA, after being rejected by the Army and Navy for being too tall. That's right. What? Too tall? Too tall. Uh, During her time in the OSS, she processed tens of thousands of classified documents, tracked top-secret personnel movements, and cataloged volumes of intercepted communications. She also created what she considers her very first recipe. It was so successful that the Navy still uses it to this day, and it was even featured in a Batman movie. Ooh. What, what was Julia Child's first recipe, and what problem did it solve? All right, what was Julia Child's first recipe, and what problem did it solve? Uh, it was a uh, chemical gas, uh, and it, it, it was more like a like a dispersal kind of thing, uh, where like if if there was um, like gas in the air, like you could either pour it onto a rag and put it on over your mouth and cover your face, or just kind of like see how much you can get into the area to cover up like a chemical spill or something like that. To eat. <laughs> well, it's like a like a recipe, you know, the, the recipe for a, that, that would be a, a formula for a chemical compound. Yes. Julia, no. <laughs> it, uh, the sweet, lovely woman, Julia Child, was creating She's agents ready. of war. Have you? Yeah, seen sweet, she? lovely ladies can't be smart. <laughs> Sam, I didn't say she wasn't smart. I said she created have, agents of war. Have you seen? Uh, Julia and Julia? She's cutthroat. She was mean mm-hmm. to the Julia I lady. I didn't care for that she, movie. Because she doesn't let her secretary work well under her, and no. she doesn't let her wear whatever she wants. No, you're thinking of um, Devil Wears, Devil Wears Prada. Prada. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of Julia and Julia. <laughs> and she fucked Stanley Tucci real hard. <laughs> she she pooched the Tucci, dude. <laughs> uh, I think you saw the uncut version where they... No, Stanley Tucci's... Stanley hasn't been the same since. <laughs> hmm. Any other uh, follow-up no, questions? No, 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 no. That, that image just kind of killed our momentum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Stop uh, the funny. So what, so what do you think? Telling the truth or lying? We think that that is a lie. Okay. And what do you think the real answer is? Uh, we think that she invented the MRE. Oh, okay. That's interesting. The meal um, ready to eat. Uh, specifically, the beef bouillon. <laughs> sure. Now, Two Broke Girls was actually closer, but uh, they were lying, so oh, I'll no. give you points. Uh, it was actually shark repellent. <laughs> oh, no. I, 
Really? That's right. What? That's right. So during World War II, uh, they would place underwater explosives, uh, you know, to protect from like U-boats or protect shipping lanes. Um, But the sharks in the regions were attracted to the mines for some reason and would try to bite them, which blew up the mines and the sharks. Uh, So she experimented with several recipes of plants, meats, and chemicals and eventually discovered a recipe that could be smeared on the explosives to drive the sharks away and still used to this day. What? What, right. what don't sharks like? It's like, ooh, broccoli. Uh, it's copper acetate and hagfish slime. Oh, that's what I had for dinner. <laughs> Whole 30. Like I told you, we could go out to eat. <laughs> All right, thank you for being a foe. Golden Girls is known for its stellar cast, and the first to join the show was Estelle Getty, who portrayed Sophia. Casting director Judith Weiner had remembered Getty from her excellent performance in the Los Angeles revival of Torch Song Trilogy. But for all her experience on stage, Getty almost derailed the show, beginning in season five, when a curious ailment began to affect her on-screen performance. Uh, What malady did Estelle Getty suffer from? All right, what's a peculiar malady did uh, Estelle Getty suffer from? We think it's narcolepsy, um, and we actually think they wrote it into the show to cover it up. So she, she was re- repeatedly falling asleep during filming? That is what narcolepsy is. <laughs> <laughs> they, ooh, what's it feel like, 2200? Twenty two sixty. Yeah, it was higher than that. <laughs> wow. Oh, wait, Johnny's feel... doing the math again? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that narcolepsy yeah. is that peculiar? Because I feel like That's it's... pretty good. <laughs> I mean, do you have it? No. I don't have it. I don't have it. My I'm... sister's college roommate had narcolepsy. There you go. And she didn't just pass out randomly. It was more like she was just tired a lot. Mm. Mm. Did you see Estelle Getty running around the set? I didn't. <laughs> well, no, I guess no I because either. I wasn't on set. <laughs> well, there you well go. I was so old. <laughs> Back in my day, that was the only job in town. <laughs> it's a page boy for Con- the golden girl. Connor, what's this? Who is this for? Ooh, it's your Sammy. I'm making eye contact with Sammy. It's a pretty good Adam Sandler impression. See, if you're wondering who something is for, if you make eye contact with the person, they will know that it's for them. And nothing translates better to a podcast medium than eye contact. Just print out one of those pictures of me. I will. Mail it to everybody who listens to the podcast. Mail it. Do the eye thing from Scooby-Doo. Connor, I don't have time to address a million and five hundred thousand envelopes. Ba-da-da-ba-da-da. <laughs> Do we think they're telling the truth? Is this uh, narcolepsy? Is that right? No, no. We know it to be macular degeneration. Okay. She was going blind, which is why she wore those big-ass glasses. Very difficult to read your lines off the cue cards. Very difficult to find the set. True, yes. true. Um, She's, maybe she was warm because they're stylish. They're the answer was actually stage fright. Oh. What? Oh. Yeah. Is, is that an illness? So according to backstage accounts, Getty would start to panic before every taping, and by season five, she had to read her lines from cue cards or even words written on props. Oh. Words, written, words written on props? Yeah, so like picking up a coffee cup and it would that's just be like, like that's oh so cool. Yeah. No, you, like if you watch the show, she's not looking at anyone in the eye. Oh, she's making no eye contact. Stop no eye it. contact. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. That's oh, sad. sad. No, it is pretty sad. Uh, yeah. Do we take a moment, Estelle? We love you. We love you, Estelle. 
We love you, Estelle. Estelle Getty received seven Emmy nominations and one win Ooh. for her performance as Sofia Petrillo in The Golden Girls. But she also won a Razzie Award for Worst Supporting Actress for her performance alongside Sylvester Stallone in the 1992 flop, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Getty and Stallone Great. both later stated they each regretted signing on to the film, which is particularly surprising because Stallone fought tooth and nail to get the part, <clears throat> even personally calling the producers to ask for an audition. Why did Sylvester Stallone so badly want to be part of this awful movie? What do we think here, uh, Two Broke Girls? Uh, why does Stallone so badly want to be part of this movie? Uh, well, Spencer, as we all know, 1992 was just about the peak of the Stallone versus Arnold Schwarzenegger feud. And this was a part that Arnold Schwarzenegger desperately wanted, and Stallone wanted to get in on the ground floor in front of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. How did they ultimately decide who got it? Uh, well, you want me to say that they fought each other for it, but they didn't. It, they were uh, they just sliced their their fee, how much they would have been paid. So Stallone kind of did it for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. Pennies on the dollar. Mm. So how much did he get paid for this movie? I don't know how much <laughs> Stallone got. Pennies, pennies on the dollar, on the dollar is be... a normal expression. <laughs> I've never heard it. No, you're. But a... I'm an idiot. <laughs> Why don't you pull out your calculator and do the math on whether you've heard that expression? Let Johnny. me see. Let me see what I would have gotten on the 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 young folks SAT. <laughs> I got a fourteen thirty because I only wanted. Uh, to take so one. you're saying Stallone uh, that Schwarzenegger wanted this movie and Stallone stole it from him by undercutting him, basically. Yeah. So I, I actually know this because I've read a book about Stallone. And oh, here it is. He read a book. Yeah, I read rubbing it book. in our face. Uh, it's called Powerhouse. It's an oral history of, the, of CAA, the Creative Arts Agency, and Stallone Ooh. was a. Uh, a, a, a client of CAA at that time and he was huge because he was also directing a lot of things that he was in and this was a movie that he was he was very paranoid about Arnold undercutting him and getting parts that he thought he could get what are other books you've recently read other books that I've recently read Spencer lent me a copy of Catcher in the Rye which I had never read um, my would... penis is so big <laughs> I could barely get my jeans on <laughs> uh for anyone who's wondering I would have gotten a 2110 <laughs> which is almost a palindrome <laughs> Is it? It, it? If it was, that's a far worse score. <laughs> you mean palindrome? Well, it depends on which way. In Florida, that's a palindrome. <laughs> yeah, uh, Spencer, that's we think Tallahassee in, palindrome. In, Flor- <laughs> in Florida, you're the governor. <laughs> Tallahassee palindrome is my poker playing name. <laughs> you we take think- the PSAT to be the governor. So yeah. you have a high score. You're- you're in. Sammy, oh, uh, we think that they're on the right track, but the motivation is slightly off. In that Arnold Schwarzenegger laid the trap of that he knew it was a bad movie he put word on the street that he wanted to be in it and he tricked Stallone into being into this movie he covered himself in mud <laughs> yeah he's like, come on kill so, me kill me I'm right here you will never see it coming I think they said that we're telling the truth to them because well, the, the what's funny is I was going to give you all the points because you were very close but they actually sniped it because they were exactly dead no on. because it changes it doesn't change anything because we answered no, from Stallone's perspective Schwarzenegger wanted the movie Schwarzenegger didn't want it it was yes. to trick Stallone motivation is not the law the law is the law. <laughs> I, I'm giving the points to whoever I want to give them to. Uh, so that's right. He was tricked. Uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, like you were saying, were at like 
the, uh, they were the biggest action stars in Hollywood and were constantly fighting it out for leads. So Arnold decided to trick Sylvester Stallone into taking this crappy movie. Uh, Spencer, the question is why did Stallone want it? Not and why did Arnold want Stallone to get it? From Stallone's perspective, we were right. <laughs> okay, so that sounds like a Sith talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're, we're going to move on. Thank you for being oh, a foe. Uh, sadly, three of the four actresses who portrayed the Golden Girls have left this mortal plane, but one is still alive and well. Betty White, who is 80 years in show business, stands as one of the longest careers of any living entertainer. Uh, she may, in fact, live to be 122, which was the age that a French woman named Jeanne Calment reached before she passed away in 1988. Or did she? Wait, what? This feels like a... a 2019 article published in Reju- Rejuvenation Research casts doubt on the accepted record of Jean's longevity. So what does this article instead posit as the truth about Jean's long life? All right, what do we think here? What's, um, what's the actual possible truth about this uh, 122-year-old woman's life? It's a, a sad tale, but it is human nature. Uh, I, identity theft. She stole her mother's identity. She was uh, like taking care of her she, uh, in her old age, and uh, when she died, she was like, well, I'm her now. <laughs> Got to get those entitlements. Uh, Johnny and Jessica, I know you, you guys like France. You know a lot about France. <laughs> Ooh, moi. <laughs> Is this something that you have personal experience with through your dabbling in France? Stealing. Yes, I have stolen many a French identity. <laughs> what are some of the names of the French people that you have subsumed? Miss Piggy. Uh, Miss, Miss Piggy. <laughs> Is she French? Um, she says moi a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Inspector Clouseau. Gerard Depardieu. Uh, Jacques Cousteau. The Pink Panther. The Pink Panther. Ava Green. You stole the identity of a diamond? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, the aardvark from the Pink Panther cartoons. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Pepe Amelie. Le Pew. Hunchback. Jean Valjean. He has a name. Yeah. He's also homeless. Does the Hunchback have a name? Yeah, it's Quasimodo. Quasimodo. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cosette. Go, oh, yeah, she's from that movie, too, probably. <laughs> Nope. Nope. Uh, She's from the other one with uh, Inspector Jean Valjean. Nope. Yes. Well, Inspector well, Jean Valjean. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is, in Inspe- fact, the opposite peasant, of Inspector. Peasant Jean Valjean. <laughs> well, at one point, he's the mayor. Oh, no way. Yeah. He they, did really well on the SAT. <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw the mayor in prison. Uh, uh, the, P, uh, the SAE. Oh, oh. <laughs> I would love to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> the PS DAT. Oh, well. Sometimes you got to throw something against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> That's Italy, dude. Uh, <laughs> do we think they're telling the truth? Is this, uh, actually, actually, yeah. Yeah, we do. We, we think so. We think so, yes. We. Well, we. We. Well, you, you're, you're right. You're right. Oh. You're all, you're all, everyone's right. So, yeah, according to the hypothesis, the Janine Calment who died in 1988 was, in fact, Jean's daughter, Yvonne. The idea is that Yvonne assumed her mother's identity after she died and reported Jean's death as her own all to avoid financial problems. Wait, Spencer, what did How you... did she report her own death? So, uh, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> she probably, like, she's like, I'm the mother and my daughter. Oh, no. They freaky Friday'd. Also, like... <laughs> Jeannie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> if, if an old person says, this is my old friend and she died, I'm a different old person, are you going to tell them that they're not? Yes. Mm. No, one old person looks the same as another. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Olds. Olds. 
Uh, okay, so two broke girls, a guy in a pizza place. Uh, one of the most memorable things about the Golden Girls is the theme song, Thank You for Being a Friend. Uh, it was originally recorded by Andrew Gold in 1978 and later re-recorded by Kenny Rogers' backup singer, Cynthia Fee, to be used as a theme song. Uh, the theme has remained in the zeitgeist, being used on The Daily Show, Simpsons, SNL, and covered by countless bands. However, it reached a younger generation just two years ago when the chorus was sampled in a song for a movie. In what children's movie was the chorus of Thank You for Being a Friend sampled? Thank you for being a friend Travel down the road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant And if you threw a party All right, what do we think here? What children's movie was the chorus of Thank You for Being a Friend sampled on? Uh, Spencer, we think that is Trolls. The film. Trolls. <laughs> film. Trolls. Trolls by DreamWorks. <laughs> okay. Who's in Trolls? The Trolls. Uh, as well as in the voice talent. Oh, it, actually, the voice talent for Trolls is like a fuck ton of YouTube stars. Mm-hmm. And that's why like every, it's such a microcosm of its time because these voices are like, if you were very online at a certain age, mm-hmm. you're going to know every voice, but otherwise, absolutely not. I'm that's fair. why there's that huge flat earth message. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I believe Justin Timberlake does a voice in addition to that song at the end. He definitely did the song. Yes, yeah. he does the song at the end. And I think Zendaya does a voice? That's no. how she was in Smallfoot. Oh, right. Well, you can be in more than one no. animated movie. No, you, you can't. You can't you, everybody burns one and that's it? That's why they had to get someone else to play Shrek in Shrek 2. <laughs> Who was it that played Shrek in Shrek 2? Do you remember? David Spade. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then in Shrek 3, it was Smash Mouth. <laughs> Somebody once tracked. Yes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Your yes, own Connor. teammate shut you down. Might as well song. be shrekking on the sun. If it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> That's the refrain. Uh, layers. Yep. <laughs> 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 All right. Is this what we think? Do we think they're telling the truth? Trolls? I think it's very plausible. We were kind of going along the same track. Some horrible kids movie. We hey, also have you seen it? Sing it. Which was a sing-along movie. No, I think it was just called Sing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw it in theaters. You're confusing oh, And it. it was delightful. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if all I animated movies niece. were named after improv games. Sing it. Do we, so to tell the truth or not? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. You idiots. <laughs> My <laughs> Little Pony. My Little Pony, the movie. The movie. Uh, I feel I'm good sure. about not knowing that. <laughs> so do we. <laughs> I'm more surprised that there's only one My Little Pony, the movie. Well, it's like Pokemon the movie. Yeah. Then the next one was Pokemon the first movie too. <laughs> anyway, if anyone wants to come see Detective Pikachu with me at midnight on release day, let's I, do it. I might. I might. Mm. All right. Thank you for being a foe. The Golden Girls kitchen set is an iconic part of the show, but it wasn't actually built for the show that made it famous. It was a recycled set from a sitcom called It Takes Two. Recycling sets on TV shows and movies is fairly common. Like when the Mayberry set from the Andy Griffith, Gri- the Andy Griffith show was used as a set for an episode of Star Trek. Uh, the Office used the set of Scrubs for the episode where two of the characters find out they're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Back in the late 30s, when Gone with the Wind was filming, they used not one, but several sets from old Hollywood movies, including King Kong, The Last of the Mohicans, and Little Lord Fauntleroy. Of course. How were those sets used in Gone with the Wind? Could you name the sets again? The movies? Uh, King Kong... Last of the Mohicans, and Little Lord Fauntleroy. They were used in the giant gorilla scene. Final answer. (laughs) (laughs) 
what do we think? How are these uh, disparate sets used? In well, so there's a lot of there's a lot of tension over here. I'm not gonna lie. The giant gorilla. Suit. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, Johnny, Johnny, wait. I'm gonna hold you to that. <laughs> uh, wait, I, I would like I, I'd get the more sensible half of this married pair. Uh, what, what was it? <laughs> Oh, the, I said the gorilla. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> the giant gorilla scene. Uh, we believe yeah, stand in, uh, by were, your man. That's love. Uh, we believe it was used for. They set if the words giant gorilla scene to come out of your mouth, I'm going to take away points. What? Well, I didn't hear what you said. Oh, too bad. I don't bad. know what he said either. Yeah, she didn't hear. You like her. <laughs> All right, fine. I like Jessica. Go Aww, ahead. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, we believe that they set fire to the sets for the great burning of Atlanta. Okay. With the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> And there it goes, the great Atlanta gorilla. <laughs> Turns out twas fire killed the beast. <laughs> I mean, King Kong would be a much shorter film if he's like, hey, how'd you defeat the big gorilla? We set it on fire. He's up on the top of the Empire State Building, boys. Now hear me out. <laughs> what if we set it on fire? <laughs> Who is this for? <laughs> I made eye contact with Johnny. <laughs> a second gorilla. <laughs> but, yeah, uh... <laughs> Have you seen Gone with the Wind? Absolutely not. Oh, no. <laughs> is it good? No. I really liked it. Yeah. It's long. Is it, yeah, I was say, it's like four hours. The there, costumes are beautiful. There's That's, a bathroom break. They give you an intermission. You yeah. go get another snack. It's nice. That's it's one and one-third end games. <laughs> Too many end games. Spencer, do you remember when we did trivia a couple weeks ago and there was a question about the final line of a movie and I said, I think it's Gone with the Wind and you said, no way, dude, and we picked something other than Gone with the Wind and then we got the question wrong because it was Gone with the Wind? Wait, what I, did you think was the last line recall, of Gone with the Wind? I don't recall I, any of it, I, The question gave the last line. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking into the audience so that you don't get disturbed by me answering your question. And I knew it was Gone with the Wind and Spencer didn't. Why did you know it? Was it because of your 2260? <laughs> yeah, it was a question. It was an essay question on my SAT. It was, what movie is this from? The wind is too gone. <laughs> as, as frankly is too. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> but that's not the last line. Anyway. What's uh, the last line? Play it uh, again, Sam. With God is my witness. Blah, 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 blah. No, uh, the last line of Gone with the Wind, I believe, is... Tomorrow is another that day. That is what it is. Yes. Tomorrow dies another I, so day. So anyway, Spencer, I was going to ask, did you put this question in just to say I'm sorry to me? <laughs> <laughs> I've never apologized to anybody in my life, but I'm not going to start now. <laughs> but I will say, if it makes Connor feel any better, you and I were talking after you played that, and you run the trivia questions by me, and you gave me the same question, and I got it right. I don't remember and any of this. you look like an idiot. Mm, I really don't remember any of this. Oh, no. I, no. I've Narcolepsy. Tri- I've never done trivia in my life. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. Who have I been playing with? Do you think that's telling the truth? Yes. yes. Okay, well, you're right. <laughs> That's right. They set them on fire. The sets were used to show the burning of the city of Atlanta. I have a, a, little, a little fun set fact. Go ahead. The set for Clarissa Explains It All was reused for Gullah Gullah Island, and it's the same house that they live in. And we really? saw it growing up at Nick Studios, Orlando. I, oh, I saw it too. Yeah. I have a fun set story. When I, when I was a kid, uh, they filmed Evan Almighty in my hometown. Okay, uh, and right he took outside. His first date Wait, there. you were a kid? <laughs> well, I was. I was like, yeah. Sorry, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably like fourteen, and I was taking a film class at the time. And the guy who taught Ooh. the film class was the. Uh, he ran location for the Evan Almighty shoot. Okay. And he was like, hey, kids, like, uh, after our class is over, I'll take you guys out to the Evan Almighty set. Yeah, I got a and great big van you can all fit in. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you can hang out and see the arc and meet everybody. And we were like, cool, great. So, so we went out there, and we go out, and uh, he just like walks us onto the set. 
and like we're just like standing right behind the director as they're filming a scene. It's the scene where Steve Carell hits his uh, hand with the hammer. Oh yeah, like, we've all seen Evan oh, Almighty. Kelly Clarkson. Um, and so Steve Carell. <laughs> so so we met uh, we met Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls, who oh, was I in like Evan her. Almighty. She was I really very liked she was her, very yeah. kind. And then Steve, he, uh, the teacher was like, "You guys want to meet Steve Carell?" And we were like, "Yeah, sure, we want to meet Steve Carell." And they went and got Steve Carell, and he came out, and he's in the big Moses like makeup, so he's got the like six foot long beard and hair, and like all white robes, and he talked to our film class for like fifteen minutes. What? And this there was it was all children, and then one like forty year old mom of a of a girl who went to my school, and she hit on Steve Carell hard awesome. the whole time. Awesome. And so we like took some pictures with Steve Carell, and then like two weeks later, they, we got reached out to, and they were like um entertainment weekly has an exclusive on that look with steve carell they are going to premiere it in a magazine if those pictures make it on social media you will be sued by paramount pictures and entertainment weekly for sharing this look that's about to go viral so they had like a reverse class action lawsuit against you yeah and so our teacher sent out this email where he was like if any of you quote unquote still have photos from the trip we took out you should quote unquote delete them Permanently, and it Connor, this story was almost not sad. Yeah, <laughs> and then it ended up being sad. Yeah. I had such high hopes for it. Yeah, so I met Steve Carell, but then I couldn't tell anybody about what he looked like. Until right now, when the statute of limitations ran up. Yeah, Evan okay, Almighty's about to come out next weekend, <laughs> and I really hope it's going to be good. All right, this is uh, for two broke girls, a guy in three's company with a baby pizza. Yeah, the show was the centerpiece of NBC's Saturday lineup for its entire run and became a worldwide phenomenon. Even 20 years after the show ended, fans would wait in line for hours at conventions to get autographs and take photos with the cast. During the height of the series' success, the Golden Girls were megastars and rarely made public appearances. But in 1988, after the show's second season, the cast gave a special live performance of favorite scenes at the request of Elizabeth Angela Marguerite Bose Leone. The actors, who rarely mingled outside of taping, didn't even accept payment for the performance, only getting their travel and lodging covered. Who was Miss Bosley-Own to make such a request? All right, who is this uh, Miss Bosley-Own to make such a request here? Is that Elizabeth Taylor's real name? Are you asking or are you telling? It is Elizabeth Taylor. I would have told you. Too late. Sorry. Oh, no! Spencer, you, you cut us off because we were going to go, why, yes, it is, young lady, <laughs> and that's our answer. <laughs> All right. So what, she just asked, like, hey, DVDs don't exist yet, so I can't rewatch my favorite scenes. Can you do them? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Elizabeth, like, that does track, right? She went in a shark tank for her 80th birthday. Did what Elizabeth invest? Taylor wants, Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor gets. Mark Cuban said no Shut on uh, Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> if you were rich enough and that you could get the whole cast of one of the Star Wars films to come to your home and act out scenes from Star Wars for you, you're telling me you wouldn't do it? He no, can't I do wouldn't. It. No. I don't no. think so. I don't I don't I don't think it's fun or cool to meet famous people, probably. Unless they're already your friends, and then they make you famous. That's true, and that's know, cool and fun. You have fun. a picture of John Boyega. Well, I didn't meet him. I just saw him. And then took a picture of him. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to talk to him in the bathroom. <laughs> you were in the bathroom no. with him? <laughs> oh, I do have a story about that. John Boyega? You were no, bathroom? just meeting famous people in bathrooms. Okay. okay. 
Uh, so I went and saw the premiere of the now Broadway musical Head Over Heels, which mm-hmm. is based on the music of the Go-Go's. And uh, I grew up loving the Go-Go's. So I, was, I went to the bathroom at intermission, and Jade we- Jane Weedland, who is the guitar player for yeah. the Go-Go's, was in the bathroom, and I hit her with my purse <gasps> yes. when I was walking past. Well, she tried to steal your wallet, right? So she you hit did, her. She did. I fully hit her <laughs> with my purse while I was going to the sink. So I ran back to the seats, and I told my friend... Uh, Rosie, that we had to leave immediately because I just hit Jane Weedland with my purse and we needed to go. And instead of leaving, Rosie put that on Twitter and tagged Jane in it. And she responded and said, I survived. Uh, that's awesome. And so that's my celebrity bathroom story. Wasn't she on that show with Flavor Flav? The Surreal Life. Thank you. Which did not have Flavor Flav Flavor of it. Love. Nope, that's, yep. No, it's really fun. Flavor of Love. Didn't I, I, no, it had Brigitte Nielsen. But yeah, Brigitte, Brigitte Nielsen fell in love with Flavor Flav on that show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Was mm-hmm. it? Or maybe it was Quote, separate seasons. Unquote. Uh, <laughs> fell in love. I once almost saw J.J. Abrams throw up. Throw up? Hell yeah. He was very nervous to go on a show, and I gave him a coffee and a release to sign. Oh. Yeah. Why'd you have him nervous. sign a coffee? <laughs> For my purposes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we think that's uh, Elizabeth Taylor's answer? I, I, we no, I do not think is. that is Elizabeth Taylor's answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. But there, <laughs> we believe their answer is a lie. Okay. Uh, we believe that Miss Bo's Lions was some sort of royalty. Probably of Monaco. So you, let me get this straight. You can just name like seven actors when he asks for two actors and then get it right. And then you can just be like some sort of royalty. There's a lot of royal people in the world, dude. You got to be specific. Um, Connor, Connor's right. I'm going to hold you to that. Choose a country. Monaco. Choose a, well, Monaco. it's not a country, but... Monaco. I, I think Princess it is. Diana. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to say the, the queen or, or some sort uh, royalty, of... Royalty. Monacan royalty. <laughs> okay, she's a mannequin royalty. Gotcha. I'm going to hold you to that. Uh, you were really close. Oh! Oh! Wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold on. Wait till he says her last name. Elizabeth Angela Marguerite Bose-Leone was better known as Queen Elizabeth, a.k.a. Queen Elizabeth II's mom. She was a huge fan of the show, and for the 1988 Royal Variety Performance, the Queen Mum asked them to give a Royal Command performance, one of the highest honors for an entertainer. The, yeah. the Royal Variety Performance started in 1912 and showcased new symphonies, operas, and the greatest entertainers in the world. For the last decade, it's been headlined by the winner of Britain's Got Talent. So, woof. <laughs> Man, Queen mother. being that, f- that, that fucking oh, famous... So we, got, so we got some points from that. You did get some points. Yeah, sweet. Uh, so I'm, here's the uh, final question here. That. Thank you for being a foe. After the series finale of The Golden Girls, the story continued as Blanche, Rose, and Sophia took over a Miami hotel called Soup, the... Soup Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> for audience at home, it's a picture of Estelle Getty and what we think is the Soup Nazi. <laughs> I unfortunately well, know who that is. Well, hold, 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 hold steady. I'll tell you who it is. It is Cheech Marin. I'll give you points for knowing that. Yeah! Oh, oh. Oh. You he didn't looks let a lot me younger. I know we were polite. Were you going to say it was Cheech Marin? Yeah, you, you said, hold on a second, and then Sammy said the answer. Because <laughs> he looks so young. <laughs> I still think it's the soup nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? No, you're, you're wrong. So I'm just going to take away some points. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry, Are you sure? <laughs> no points for you. <laughs> After the series finale of The Golden Girls, the story continued as Blanche Rose and Sophia took over a Miami hotel called The Golden Palace. The Golden Palace would only air for one season, but featured a couple of famous faces. Cheech Marin, for example, played the hotel chef, Chewy Castillos, who, who only al- made soup. <laughs> 
<laughs> who cooked alongside Estelle Getty in her role as Sophia. One of the series' regulars wasn't particularly well-known when they took the role, but would later parlay their experience playing a hotel manager into an Oscar-nominated performance. Who was this young actor, and what movie earned them an Oscar nomination? Welcome to the Hotel California. Uh, who was this young actor in the Golden Palace and what movie earned them an Oscar nomination? Uh, it, it's going to sound like bullshit, but I love it. Don Cheadle, and he would be nominated for Hotel Rwanda. Oh. Why, why was there a groan? You think, you think he can only play hotel roles? No, but this is what he got his start, and then he, he made it happen, made baby. It to the top. And now he made it to the top, and he's now uh, War Machine. Yeah, he's War Machine now. He's the third Iron Man. <laughs> Yeah, Gore Machine. <laughs> I would watch a movie called Gore Machine. Gore Machine? I, I would watch that movie. Instead of like rockets lifting him up, it's just blood. Yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was a class at my college taught Connor, by one of the guys oh from God. Gore. It's just true. One of the guys from Gore taught a class at my college. Wait. Oh, it's so sad. I'm, one of my friends took it. I was like, what's this class like? He was like, honestly, it's pretty boring. <laughs> what was like, the class? What was it called? I, I think it was like the history of rock and roll or something. Weird. Like, yeah, the Gore guy taught it. Man, yeah. the gore section it was, was gore. two weeks <laughs> long. Have you watched The Golden Palace, Sammy? <laughs> when I hear Golden Palace, I think inappropriate things. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so weird. So it's a, a place where there's a, lots of showers. Yeah. <laughs> a piss hotel. Say piss. A piss hotel. Say piss. Oh, it's a piss hotel. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> they have good rates <laughs> on Expedia. Piss hotels are very cheap. I imagine it's like a hotels for dogs. Situation. Piss hotels for dogs. <laughs> it's, oh, no, no, really... you know, the, the, it's like the Swiss hotels, the piss hotel. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the, the yeah, Chicago yeah. hotel, Swiss hotel, <laughs> but piss hotel. So, Sammy, have you watched the Golden Palace? You know what? I'll, I'll be very honest. I probably did. I watched a lot of syndicated TV, and there weren't many channels in the '80s, y'all. So, if it came on, I probably watched it. Piss Family Robinson. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Like okay. Anything Switzerland can be piss. Oh, piss is us. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, piss miss. Uh, piss army knife. Uh, I think Swiss yeah. piss is... I guess I was like, it's Swiss piss is just some yellow powder that you... Yeah, piss miss. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, that point is, it's just piss piss. <laughs> because your piss is on my list. <laughs> because your piss, your piss <laughs> is on my piss. <laughs> Because your piss is on my piss when like I turn off the piss. <laughs> I went sealed with a piss. <laughs> oh, never been pissed. Oh. <laughs> it's a very even keeled woman. Never pissed off. This is very good. Are we all getting 100 points? <laughs> oh. It's the band piss. piss. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, Bay of Pi- the Bay of Piss is nothing. That's not anything. It's a cool concept, yeah. though. It is I... not. <laughs> well, we'll put a pin on that. Um, is Don Cheadle the answer, or are we telling the, tell the truth here? You know what? Yeah. Sure. What? I think no. I think, it's just, I think they're just making the Hotel Rwanda Association. I think they're just thinking Hotel Hotel. Holiday Inn. But yeah, like, what, other, <laughs> what other... What other... What other, what other, what other thing would it be, Connor? Well, here's the thing. Liz spoke first, and she's right there. I told oh, the truth. Yeah. It was Don Cheadle. So on the Golden Palace, he played hotel manager Roland Wilson. Just over a decade later, he would play real-life hero Paul Russo, oh boy, Russessa <laughs> no. Bagina, 
the manager of a Rwandan hotel who saved the lives of over 1,200 refugees during the Rwandan genocide. The name of the movie was, of course, The Second Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Spencer. Yes? I have one more story that I can tell. It's about a sad thing from my youth. Oh, boy. You're like, you're like no. Jason we met, but everything is sad. <laughs> I'm more points. sad than Jason. That's an achievement. Jason, Jason's stories are kind of fun and a little self-deprecating. Yours spiral into a, a weird, dark place that we all laugh and then go home and question ourselves. So remember the song Ho- uh, Holiday <laughs> oh Inn by Ludacris and Chingy? Of course. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who, what song? What song? Holiday Inn by Ludacris and Chingy. Hotel, Nothing hotel. chilling Holiday at the Holiday Inn. Inn. Yeah. So when that song was really big, I, I went to my, uh, I think it was my middle school's homecoming dance. Okay. Why my, did you just look at me like I would know the I, answer to that? I'm looking at everyone to include you all in my story. No. And my date's mom picked us up oh. and it was like five of, or six of us in the car and I was in the very back and uh, Ho- Holiday Inn came on the radio and I had listened to Holiday Inn a lot because I was a big Chingy fan when I was young. <laughs> I said nobody ever. I still ride for Chingy. I will discuss Chingy with anyone. Um, and <laughs> Good luck finding a conversation partner. Rich laughed. Rich would discuss Chingy with me. Uh, and so... When do you move again? <laughs> exactly a month. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I, the, it came on the radio and we were all singing along loudly and uh, apparently I was the only person who listened to the uncensored version and it was no! the radio version Connor, and, no! and there's a moment in the song where Ludacris says stop drop kaboom baby rub on your and then the next line is nipples but everyone else in the car went silent and I went nipples because <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was a safe space yeah, I was into it I was belting it and my date's mom pulled the car over Really? And went, no. excuse me? And I said, it's from the song. He says nipples. And so I yelled nipples in the car. And I don't know why. Nipples is not a bad word. She pulled over the car? Are, yes. Noelle nipples. Klein pulled the car over. What did your date yeah. do? Uh, oh, she jumped out of the car. You know, true story. We're still friends to this day. And I went to her wedding a few months ago. Her name ago. is Janine Doyle. <laughs> That's amazing. I really wanted it to be his wife. Well, the... So at the end of the show, I think uh, we all shared that story together, and we all shared that fun little piss romp. So I think we all are winners at the end of this show tonight. So thank you, everyone, uh, for coming yeah. tonight. And uh, thank you for listening at home. We'll see you next time. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Monday at 8 o'clock, right here in Chicago at the Comedy Sports Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to cszchicago.com and use the promo code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers, hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week, Liz Anderson can be heard on her podcasts, Campaign, Paired, and Autonomic. Connor Doyle can be heard on the Humanoid Resources podcast, hosted right here on Arcade Audio. Johnny O'Mara co-hosts the podcast Dilettante Ball, which can also be found on Arcade Audio. Jessica Maz is the exceedingly patient wife of Johnny O'Mara. Aaron Sweeney can be found on Twitter, at E-X-R-I-N and in real life touring around the world as the assistant stage manager for the Reduced Shakespeare Company and as always Sammy to Mimi can be found all around Chicago performing, directing, teaching and being a nerd 
Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.